Welcome back to the Catholic Traveler podcast, special daily podcast where we are going through the station churches for Lent in Rome. And a little, this is the third day. Yeah, a little daily pilgrimage to Rome for your Lenten penance. <laughs> for your <laughs> you have penance, to listen to us. Listen to us. <laughs> no, I think it's good. I think it's nice to have a little escape to Rome during Lent. So today we are visiting one of my favorite churches in Rome. Santi Giovanni e Paolo. I love it because it's just a beautiful church. I mean, I'm going to say that about pretty much every church we visit, except for a couple. <laughs> but most of them are just beautiful churches, and that's why I like them. Um, this one, though, it's it's located near the Colosseum, um, maybe 10-minute walk from the Colosseum, kind of up the hill, the Chalian Hill. Um so it's a beautiful part of town. There's these archways going up the road as you walk up to the church. And the church has this gorgeous bell tower. I think it's one of the oldest in Rome or something. It dates back to 1150. Okay. I don't know if that's the oldest, but it's old. <laughs> it's an old It's an old bell tower. And it's just a really nice church. You seem surprised when I told you it's one of my favorites. But I say yeah, that I, guess I said that about a lot of them. Yes. And I guess it just doesn't um it is a really beautiful church and I think it's in like many of these it's in a part of town that you might not go to. Um I mean the many of these that we've talked about so far. Um there are a lot in We've Central talked about Rome. three. Yeah, but they've all been in <laughs> parts of the city that you might not just like wander into. And so the same with the Chalian Hill. The Chalian Hill was actually the place where they would keep the animals for the Colosseum. And so there's reports that you would be able to hear kind of the lion's roar from the Chalian Hill at night. And there are a lot of beautiful things to see, like the Church of San, um, St. Gregory but on the Chalian. But it's just not a place, a part of Rome that, that tourists often go to. So... But at the same time, the church is beautiful. It just it was never, it, it's not on my top 10 list. So I was surprised it was on yours. Well, I don't know if it's on my top 10, but I just, I like it. I Like you said, I like the area because it is a little secluded. I mean, it's kind of near a busy street on the opposite side of it, but not a lot of people here. So again, it's one of those places where you can just get away from the crowds, be inside a beautiful church for your own prayer. And there's a nice park nearby. A lot of other churches, like you mentioned, a couple other station churches are right up here. Yeah, and then inside is also really special. Were you going to say anything else about? I guess we should talk about the people, John and Paul. So yeah, it's named after think, John and yeah. Paul. So I, I have to say, it wasn't until I went to this church in when I was studying in Rome. So I was, you know, a college kid and knew a lot about the saints. By then, um, I had no idea about John and Paul. I had heard their names in the canon of the mass. So, if you have, if the priest ever prays the the longer the canon, the first Eucharistic prayer, um, he mentions a lot of martyrs, and he mentions John and Paul, Cosmas and Damian. And I was like, haven't we already mentioned John? And he wasn't martyred. And what about Paul? I'm confused. Well, it's not John the Apostle and Saint Paul. It's this these guys, John and Paul, that are mentioned in the canon. Yeah, two wealthy brothers. And I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Now you do. That's that's when I found I out mean, about I mean, I knew too. it like, then, yeah. Yeah, oh, I found good. out when okay. I was researching station churches like a long time ago when I was writing articles. Yeah. And because, yeah, I'd always heard the names too, but I didn't make the connection like John wasn't martyred. I just, 
I just assumed that was John, like the John and the Paul. Yeah. But no, yeah. it's a different John and Paul. These guys. Brothers. So, yeah. Brothers. Is martyrs. Where, martyrs is where they lived. And this is the church built over that home. Um, and so this is another ancient church going back to... They weren't martyred publicly, which is kind of interesting because they were famous. They were pretty... Um, well known, and so when they were martyred, they were beheaded in secret in their home, which is kind of interesting. Oh, anyway, yeah, and so like a lot of these churches, there's excavations below, and this one actually has a second century home underneath, which that's the 100s. That's really old. It was like 1900 years old home you can visit. Um, I've never been down there. Have you been down there? I think I have. So. I went to, this is one of the station churches I went to, not with the North American College, but in the evening with the Italian, um, at the Italian Mass. And this was the first time I experienced walking around processing beforehand. We walked around outside the church and prayed the Litany of the Saints. Now, it was only my third station Mass ever. So it wasn't like, you know, but I still, I was like, oh, this isn't, this is a really, so I I remember doing that um, for the first time. And then after Mass, they opened the excavations and we were able to go down to the excavations, which is something that happens a lot on their station church day. Yeah. You get access to places that you normally wouldn't. Um, And sometimes these excavations are open. You can just ask the sacristan if you can find somebody. A lot of these churches, they're not just empty of tourists, but there's like nobody. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, like there's nobody in the church, nobody works. Somebody unlocked the door, but then went home. Yeah. Or they're like <laughs> in the building next door watching a camera feed, maybe. I don't know. But yeah, you can go into these churches and see no one. Um, but if you can find someone, you can usually ask, like, can you see the crypt? And maybe they'll open it up. You'll leave a donation. But on the station days, it's open for everyone to just go down and experience the excavations. But uh, we've talked about titular churches before. Um, a couple episodes ago. These are churches that are assigned to cardinals. Um, This was New York's church for a long time. And what a lot of times will happen with the station church is it'll be assigned to someone. In this case, it was Cardinal Spellman of New York. And then, you know, a cardinal will die and then another cardinal is given to that diocese. And so the churches are passed down many times. But this time, uh, when Cardinal Dolan became a cardinal, the previous cardinal was still alive. And so you don't lose your church if you are retired. Or And so it's no longer New York's church, which is what I'm getting at. Um, but when it was Cardinal Spellman's church, he put a lot of money into restoring this place. And so he kind of brought it back, like the portico, the porch outside. He brought that back to the way it looked, like in hundreds of years prior. Um, but he also brought over a bunch of crystal chandeliers from the Waldorf Astoria. Um, they donated all these crystal chandeliers. And so on station days or when there's a, a mass, like a special celebration, maybe Christmas or Easter or something, uh, they'll light up all the chandeliers. And so you've got just all these beautiful crystal chandeliers hanging from the ceiling that came from New York. That's another reason I like it. It's even though it's not the yeah. American church in Rome, there's like a piece of America in there. Um, but it's beautiful when you can see it all lit up. The road outside is named Cardinal Spellman Way or something. It leads to this nice little park that he also gave money for. Um, and so that's how I, I kind of stumbled upon it. And I was like, Cardinal Spellman. And, um, but yeah, so that's a good example of how a community back, 
you know, back home would help um, the Roman. Joseph Kennedy actually gave a lot of money to restoring it. So there's a, like an American connection, which is kind of nice. Yeah, which is, it makes it even worse that it's not the American church anymore or the, <laughs> yeah. the New York church. They're probably like, we gave all this money. But yeah, New York now has a church. It's in the suburbs. Our Lady of Guadalupe, it's on Monte Mario. And it's just a tiny little humble church. Maybe they need chandeliers. Yeah, maybe they should do something. There you go. But it's not yeah. it's not famous. It's not built over a first century home or anything. It's not a station church. But it's a nice community. I've been there a few times. But yeah, St. John and Paul. Beautiful church. I'm gonna say this so about they're... almost all of them, but people need to go visit these churches when they're in Rome. You've talked yes. before, like your five churches you should visit. Um, but I think people I think people should like take a day in their and their visit to Rome and just like go to some off the beaten path churches. I think it'll make a huge difference in their visit. Um, I'm not saying they should only go to five churches. Well, I know, but you said that in our Santa Maria Sopra Minerva video. I just said, if you are on a tight schedule and you only go to five churches, don't come to Rome on a tight schedule. You shouldn't be on a tight schedule. Yeah. You shouldn't be on a tight schedule. (laughs) Um, We're so the John and Paul are buried there, but we're missing another tomb. Paul of the cross. Yes. So Paul the Cross, who founded um, the pas- the Congregation of the Passion of Jesus Christ, the Passionists, um, they're here, and his tomb is in the church as well. They care for the church, so yep. they take care of it. And this is another one that is really popular with weddings. Did I say that about this one? Like the first, no. the first three churches, so Santa Sabina, yeah. San Giorgio, and, and Giorgio. Giovanni Paolo John and are— Paul. Yeah, are really popular with weddings because of how beautiful they are, and maybe it's also because they're a little out of the way because mm-hmm. you can actually park cars nearby and whatever they take Vespas. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, I could see that. But I know not everyone will get this, but you will, and some of the listeners. Um, the hotel that I use for a lot of my pilgrimages, the Alamandi Hotel. Uh, the owner, Paolo Alamandi, was married at this church, San Giovanni Paolo. Yeah, so wow. there's some lovely pictures of him and his wife, you know, getting married here. And come, I didn't know him at the time, so I was not there. Oh, yeah. So it's I always, I always I pray Paolo. for Paolo. Yeah, I always pray for Paolo when I'm at this church and his wife. Good. I miss Paolo. Yeah. I, I need to too. come back. It's not time. No. You're not welcome right now, unfortunately. not for you okay so that's john and paul that's john and paul tomorrow we're going to talk about another one of my favorite churches (laughs) (laughs) i would i too would agree tomorrow is a good one so um, it might be a little longer but it's going to be worth it there's a lot of good stuff in tomorrow's church a lot of great stuff to see it's right in the heart of rome so it's there's no excuse not to visit this one um no Yeah. So anyway, thanks for listening. Like us, rate us, subscribe, share, share, tell all your friends, and uh, we will talk to you tomorrow. And don't forget not to eat meat today. Ciao, ciao. Oh, now you tell me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Ciao. Ciao, ciao, ciao.